Welcome to Phantom Mission Focus Discussing Photography. Hi, I'm Steve Finkel. On this episode of Focus, I'm flying solo. On this episode of Focus, I want to talk about the hobby of photography, but also about some of the other parts of the hobbies of photographers, like collecting stuff. So just to give you a bit of an idea, I, I collect cameras. So I've got a fairly large selection of different cameras. Some of them are cameras that I've previously owned and used, um, just can't part with them, just can't let them go. But And then I just started, I just like cameras. Like I just like to see cameras from all different eras and I've got them dating back from very, very early cameras to, you know, obviously the modern cameras that I shoot with. But I think it's just sometimes, you know, as a photographer, that's a part of the hobby side of it as well, like you're doing photography. But I think there's plenty of other things like that you can collect. And I think it's really good to preserve the past. I think sometimes what happens is, you know, things change and we move on and we discard stuff. And then look back over the years and you think, oh, I used to have such and such. And it's just so nice to be able to hang on to a few things. And cameras as a collectible, they really like don't take up like a, a huge amount of room. But I mean, if you do collect cameras, you probably want to put them somewhere. I I think if you've got them, you need to put them on display somewhere. And I've bought a number of like glass uh, display cases and um, put the cameras in there. So these people come into the into our studio space and they can actually wander around, have a look at the cameras. Quite often people see something there in the case that they've actually owned themselves at some stage. So it's also a really good conversation starter sometimes when I have people guests in the studio to kind of break the ice and talk about things, all things photography. But I think, like I said, it's well worthwhile. If you haven't started a camera collection yet, then maybe it's something you might consider doing. And yeah, look, there's lots of opportunities sometimes to get cameras. And particularly sometimes a lot of the cameras that I have got in my collection have come from you know family and friends who have had stuff that for whatever reason they've been able, you know, they might've been given to them by somebody they never really used them. They threw them in the back of the cupboard and they just sat there. But I've been able, like I said, to, to amass a you know, pile of different cameras. And I also like collecting the other stuff that goes with cameras, like film canisters, cases, you know, the manuals for the cameras. Like it's always great when sometimes you can come across and you can actually get a camera and you can actually get the original packaging, which I've, I've got a couple of cameras that are actually still boxed in the box that they came and they were sold in. It's really cool because I've got the instructions and I've got all the bits and bobs that go with it. And again, and quite often those things are, I'll probably never, I'll never really use those cameras, but I just like the fact that I've got them there in entirety, all the bits and pieces are there. And like I said, it's just something about if you haven't considered, you know, starting a camera collection, maybe I'm sure there's a lot of people listening out there who probably already have a camera collection and, you know, it is it is something that can bring joy as well as as well as taking photos and getting out and creating images. Having just some cameras and and camera paraphernalia, like all the stuff that goes with cameras as well, there's lots of different pieces that you can collect. As well as, I mean, I think it's, I mean, I've got a, a large collection of photographic magazines, like, and it's, you know, the era that I grew up in pre the internet, you know, all the information I got about photography and how I learned you know, new techniques and how I saw what people were shooting is I subscribed to a number of magazines and there is still a few photography magazines still printed today. They're not anywhere near as like it used to be, you know, back in the 70s and 80s. There was lots and lots of, you know, photographic magazines and I kind of, they're not the type of things that I really want to throw out because they're things that there's a lot of really 
cool stuff in there. I mean, a lot of the ideas like, and, and I've got this theory about a good photograph is timeless. So if someone takes a great photograph, it doesn't matter how long ago it was taken, it just holds that greatness to it. So it's great sometimes flicking through, seeing some really, really good photography that's been taken maybe, you know, 20, 30, 40, 50 years ago in these magazines. And it's really cool to go back and have a look at them. And quite often those images were created with image, with equipment, which was nowhere near as sophisticated as today's cameras and you know, as, and the lenses today, like, are just absolutely fantastic. So for people to be able to actually really get a an extraordinary photograph took a lot of skill, and I really kind of appreciate people went to that trouble to actually capture that photo and preserve it. And I think it's, yeah, like I said, so magazines are really good. And quite often if you go into um, places like op shops and things like that, quite often sometimes when... People are cleaning out a house. Quite often there's stuff at the back of the cupboard that they've had for years and ends up just getting donated to one of the op shops and gets sold. Now, some of the stuff mightn't work. And with my camera collection, even though a large percentage of it actually is working order, it doesn't that doesn't deter me. Like if I get a camera that's a really cool piece and it's just it doesn't work, I'm not ever going to probably put film in it or use it. I like it from the just the fact that you can... Um, you can have a look how it works, so you can operate it and just see how it would have worked, but not actually happen to put film in it and take a photo. So again, the the, the cameras you might collect not don't necessarily have to be working order. That's a bonus if they are in working order. And look, the thing is, I, I think it's just a it's something that if you're really passionate about photography, it's just another it's just another, I suppose, avenue that you can go down and start looking around and start collecting and getting your hands on some old magazines, like I said, they they appear at op shops and places like that quite often when they have um or books, even photography books. Like quite often, you know, in some large cities, like in Brisbane, they have a a big book fest where Lifeline sells. Oh, it's, it's just literally, yeah, probably hundreds of thousands of books. I think they're like there's just so many books, but it's just great to go in, go in and look around for some um photo books and just, you know, that's another great thing to collect. And again, it's just being able to go through those books and, and kind of see what people have shot in the past and get some ideas and look at some techniques that people were using, you know, back back in the 50s. And, you know, some of the you know pioneers of photography were doing some really cool stuff and creating some great images. And like I said, those things are recorded in books. So books is another way to collect and just another element to your hobby of photography just adding some extra some extra bits to it so it's just not always about the photography but it's always about some of the stuff around photography the other great thing i think to collect too is prints like if you can get hold of prints that are and again from places like op shops and places like sometimes you'll find that people have a frame there they've donated the frame but it's got a print in it and it doesn't really mean anything it could be a, it could be a picture of a kind of a you know, family situation, or it could be a you know, a, like a holiday destination type photo. Sometimes these things are really cool to get that photo because there's a story behind it. And sometimes I just like to sit there and think about how that where that photograph was taken. Um, what was the what did the photographer have to do to get that photo? Why did he take that photo or she take that photo? And just you know, sit there and look at stuff like that, which to me just kind of I suppose 
there's, there's a story to everything. And again, like if you get a camera from an op shop, um, you know, you, you can only kind of, I suppose, surmise maybe the adventures that camera might have been on, especially if the camera's a bit knocked about. Potentially it might have been taken traveling. It could have been, you know, it could have been around the world. It could have been taken some really cool pictures. You just don't know. But just owning that camera and just having it as a, yeah, as a collectible, I think it's a really you know worthwhile thing. And I think it, like I said, it's a, it's just another element to photography where you can have something else that's related. And there's other, like I said, there's lots of different paraphernalia around photography. I mean, if you can get your hands on old, you know, people, some people love old advertising brochures and stuff like that. And you know, if you can get your hands on some of the old advertising brochures from yeah you know, camera stores you used to have back in the day, you know, advertising a new camera or whatever. Again, they're really cool collectibles and they look really good framed, put on the walls. I mean, they're again, it's just something that just when someone comes into your space where you do photography, these are just great things to really, I suppose, emphasize how passionate you are about photography. And again, like I said, it's just another another element to add to photography. And I, and I think, look, photography is going through a point at the moment with what's happening with AI and all the things that are happening around the world with photography is that photography, I believe, for, you know, the caption moment, that's where, you know, someone points the camera and they capture something that's happened in front of the camera and it's captured and it's committed to film or it's committed to a digital file or whatever format, however that's captured, but through the lens onto a sensor of some or medium of some description, that real photograph, that moment in time, is going to be something that's going to be worth archiving, worth preserving, because I think moving forward, the value of photography will change. And we see, you know, I think there's going to be consumable photography. That's the stuff that we see on Instagram, social media. We see this stuff, it's consumable. It's just stuff that's produced. It's thrown up there and it's just people look at it once and it's gone and that's that's the end of its life cycle. It's just a very short life cycle, doesn't live on. And then I think there's long-term photography. This is stuff that, a picture that you put on the wall, and it's a picture that will stay there for years and years and years that people will look at. And again, very different to that kind of short burn type photography, which we kind of see with social media. I think, you know, we see this, like people have, you know, wedding pictures up or they have pictures of their family or picture of the children on the wall, you know, or a picture of their favorite, you know, destination they went on holidays or whatever. They've had it blown up and framed. Again, these I think that's really worthwhile having creating some pictures to have around you, collecting some pictures to have around you. And again, like just there's something that are I don't know, there's there's just a magic about about having an actual printed photo over, say, looking at something on a computer screen or an iPhone or some other device, it just really doesn't have that same feel as to actually looking at a photo. And I think, you know, lots of times it's about the way the light is because obviously when we're looking on a screen, the light's coming through the photo and then when we're looking at a photo, the light's falling on it and it can, again, take a real different meaning. In last week's episode, we talked about the you know, the idea of going and having a um, photo exhibition on, you know, seeing prints hanging on the wall. And I think one of the, the cool thing about seeing prints on the wall is you're actually seeing those, you're seeing those photographs in a new light. You might have seen those photographs in a digital format. And then when now you see them printed, they definitely take on a whole new, they take on a whole new look. 
and I just feel like they have more they just have more character or something there's just something about them that makes them I don't know more desirable to have rather than just having some a file that's just a you know you can flash up on the screen just having that print is something I said is just something I enjoy and I'm sure a lot of people do because I know a lot of people love going and visiting and looking at photos and like I said why not do start your own collection why you know start looking around um and, and the other thing is too is I love the idea of like print swapping and that's with other photographers where done it around the world even where I've actually you know befriended a photographer online we've liked each other's work what we're doing and at some point you know some one of us will suggest well hey would you consider if I send you you know this one of the photos that you like would you send me one of the you know the photos of yours that I like and we'll swap prints and I've done that a few times and it's a really cool way again of just building up a just building up a collection of photography again because you quite often when you do do the print swap you can actually get the story behind that photo uh, unlike I mean like I said I suggested earlier about so, you know looking for pictures and stuff that might be in an op shop where you really don't know the origins of it and sometimes that's great having the mystery and not really knowing but then sometimes it's really cool knowing the what goes into it I remember one of the prints I've got is a picture of a butterfly in flight and the photographer um, that I swapped with you know said chase that butterfly for like three hours to get that shot was determined to kind of get that picture and I, I know the feeling like sometimes I've been out and I've been you know there's been dragonflies or some other things and you've been trying and trying and trying and get the perfect shot you've been trying to get in flight you, you've got it it's it's partly out the frame or it's you miss the focus or whatever and you just keep going so Sometimes just knowing that someone took three hours to produce that image and they were only producing it originally for themselves like that. They were just really, I suppose, you know, the thrill of the chase type of thing of, of having an idea and trying to get a photo and, you know, knowing that it's going to be difficult to get because obviously the subject's moving around and you can't tell the subject to stand over here in the best light, keep perfectly still, you know, don't flap your wings. You know that's not possible. So when you see a really cool photograph of something like that in nature, you know the photographer's obviously invested a lot of time actually to just get that photo. And I kind of appreciate that that the effort they've gone to quite often just for other people's kind of pleasure as well to look at. Even though it's for the you know, they've done it for their own personal satisfaction that they've captured that photo but other people then also enjoy that looking at that image as well particularly when you know a little bit about the subject and then pretty much know how difficult sometimes some subjects are to actually capture so it's great when like I said you see something that is really cool and it's you know someone's put a bit of effort into it so again a couple of ideas to kind of I suppose broaden your photography you know footprint like I said people yeah, we love getting our cameras, we love our gear, what we're using, we love getting out, we love using it and creating pictures. But like I said, also think about what other things you do in, in the photography field, like collecting cameras, collecting magazines, collecting prints, all those types of things. And I think that's, a, you know, again, it's another really, and yeah, sometimes like I said, if you've got um, just having some old cameras out and about around, around the house, I don't know, there's something to that helps your motivation i think it's everything if you put something there constantly in front of you as a reminder it definitely helps you if you're 
uh, motivation and all those types of things as far as getting out and shooting because just putting as much photography, like immersing yourself in photography, if you want to, I suppose, improve your photography, if you're kind of at that point where you want to really kind of work on your photography, I'd suggest like immerse yourself in as many photography-related things as you can. Just like I said, it's just a way of kind of reinforcing and just feeding that hunger of just trying to learn as much about photography and see what, what else is out there. And like I said, it's just some of these things can be a way to do it. I mean, I I love every now and then dragging out a couple of old old magazines and flick through them. And, you know, some of those magazines, I might not have actually read them in 30 years or longer. I hadn't, never, hadn't opened the pages. But then I you go through it and you start seeing stuff. Oh, you remember when I saw this? And then I tried to go out and I... I tried to recreate that photo. I tried to. I tried that technique, and you know, I couldn't master it for ages. Then eventually, I kept, you know, kept trying until I actually mastered it and actually got, you know, similar type of photos. And I think that's the thing about we all kind of learn by just looking at what else is around us in the world and just trying to, I suppose, just trying to, you know, keep thinking some ideas. And then once you do kind of create something, then use that technique to create something unique then because something they are a different type of subject and that's the great thing I think about photography you can take a technique that someone developed for a particular style of photography and you can adapt that technique and use it for a completely different type of photography and again create a you know a really cool really unusual photo that maybe people haven't seen before and that's that's difficult but again learning and seeing and looking around what's around you and what other people have done before you is a great way to find I suppose the the inspiration to try something new and just you know do it so again I think collectibles are a great thing a lot of people love collecting stuff anyway I mean you know people collect all types of things you know there's you can pretty much collect anything like people collect bottle tops hair clips you know the pencils whatever I know people have collections of different things that they really love. I know people have pen collections. They love pens, so they collect pens. And again, these are all really cool things to collect. But like I said, if you're a photographer, again, having some really good photography books, having some cool cameras, and don't forget the other stuff too, like some of the old wooden tripods. If you can get your hand on one of the old original kind of wooden tripods, they're a really cool piece to have set up in the corner and just have them as a kind of conversational piece because they're heavy and you're not really going to probably want to lug it around and use it because um, some of those things were just weighted absolute ton because they had to be sturdy enough to hold the cameras of the day because they were quite large and heavy. But again, it's just interesting to see how it's how it's changed. Like, you know, people these days have, you know, modern carbon fibre, super lightweight, super strong tripods and then these old dinosaurs old timber kind of legged tripods which again I just think it's really cool that people had they had you know they they had to do something like they needed some way to do hold a camera so they just came up with these different different pieces of equipment and like I said there's other pieces of equipment like light stands and different other things that are you know older stuff that I'm talking about now like collectible stuff to just have as a again conversational piece and sometimes people convert like I mean I've seen people convert old wooden tripod and like put a lamp on it and use like a photographic like a beauty dish or use some other type of thing on the top to to turn it into like a 
you know, you know like a standard lamp, but it's really photography themed when it was really a um you know, once used for photography. And I've you know, I've seen people with old cameras and stuff and take out the mechanisms and actually fit a light bulb inside the camera and actually use the camera as a lamp. And again, that's an you know, that's another cool thing where maybe you're handy, you can turn your hand to like modifying stuff or making stuff. Again, it's just trying to make some stuff that's photography related. Um, again, just again expanding on your um, creativity, just trying to do stuff. I mean, a, a lot of photographers are actually quite good with their hands, like they're pretty good at making stuff or putting things together. And I think it kind of comes as a part of the comes as part of the the package. I think like people quite often. I know back in the day enthusiasts were had to be quite hands-on you know they'd build themselves a dark room you know they'd build some of the equipment they need light boxes and different things and just you know knew what was needed and just basically fashion stuff together to make it work I mean I can just remember when we had a dark room at home this you know my father made so many pieces in that dark room you know the, the benches and made them particularly you know to a particular style that would suit the trays and all that type of stuff and where the enlarger sat and and just the layout of the room like I said some of the elements that he made hanging frames for drawing film and stuff like that and again it was like I had to I suppose improvise um yeah some of the stuff you could buy obviously you could buy you know commercial made different pieces to do photography but a lot of photographers actually did make their own bits and pieces just out of you know probably out of necessity but also again expanding that creativity about how can I I've got a problem how can I do something to get around it how can I do it in the most economical way and it's always amazing me how people can come up with these really cool ideas so they can readapt something that was meant for something else and adapt it for a different purpose and again I think that's something about that creativity of of just trying to do something a little bit different. So on this episode of Focus, I've been talking about, I suppose, expanding photography, expanding it to be a the other parts of photography, things like, you know, what other areas of photography can you kind of, I suppose, get involved in? And the other thing too, like I mean, I think if you're if you're passionate about photography, consider just even writing stuff. There might be an area of photography that you're really passionate about and you might know quite a bit and you might be really good at it you have you thought about sitting down pen and paper or ipad or keyboard and computer or whatever and just maybe write down in detail something that you know a lot about photography it might be a technique it might be about light painting it could be about some other other aspect of photography but again it's cool to have some other outlets i think to be able to say you can just write stuff even if you just write it I mean, these days quite often you can set up a blog post quite easily on the internet and you can put material up there or even like in, you know, Facebook group, quite often there's a, in Facebook groups, there's a file section where you can put up a file. So you could write something, do it as up as a PDF and upload it to like a Facebook group and then it becomes a resource for other people to do. And, you know, like I said, if you've got information or you've got skills in a particular area, sometimes Another great way, like I said, to show your creativity is to share that with other photographers. And like I said, there's other photographers coming through who may not have those skill sets and maybe just find it interesting reading about what you've just you know what you've discovered 
and how you found a way to actually use your knowledge to be able to do something a little bit different and then be able to share that knowledge with other photographers. And again, it's just something I think just a really cool thing to do. So look, I hope this has got you thinking again, like all the podcasts I do. It's just to try and get people really, I suppose, thinking about different things, thinking about their different different ways how photography is, is impacted their lives and how photography plays a part of your life. And in my life, photography plays a huge part of my life because I'm surrounded by cameras, I'm surrounded by paraphernalia to do with photography, do the podcast. I had done blogs for years. You know, I do stuff on Facebook groups, having just just finished the Brisbane Photography Festival as the event director of that festival, just seeing so many people coming together, all enjoying photography. So everything that we did through the festival was actually all related to photography, different types of workshops, and again, just seeing people, again, shooting stuff that they hadn't thought of shooting, or just people getting information just to help them on their journey and again I think it's great I've been lucky like I said to be able to kind of immerse myself in so many things photography that it really does help me and I suppose it just rounds rounds out like I'm just not just out there shooting I'm doing these other things as well which I get enjoyment out of as well so the whole thing is kind of a bundles up as a package look until next time enjoy your photography think about all the different things that you know, how you love photography and maybe how you can share that love with other people. And like I said, maybe it's something or maybe you're going to start a new chapter in your photography where you're going to start kind of doing some collecting. Anyway, have fun. Until next time, talk soon. See ya.